0: Welcome to Salam Pages, where we read the opening pages of books written by Muslim authors. Narrated by Samia. This is Be You, A Journey to Self-Transformation, written by Kulsoom Kazim. My One Choice We are bound by the choices we make. Sometimes they are good, and sometimes they are bad, but in all walks of life they test us. I often ask myself, what are those fleeting thoughts clouding our minds before we make those critical decisions in life? What drives our choices? As we make certain choices, we face the consequences of those choices. The consequences of pain and regret, pleasure and happiness. Those choices then remain in our storybook forever. They shape us. They define us. Those who are wise will seek to make beneficial choices while those who fail to acquire this wisdom will face the negative consequences. I want to share two very special moments with you when I found myself at crossroads with important decisions to make. The two moments would change to my life and I can happily say they were wise choices. It is these moments that have brought me closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forever. They have helped me be in harmony with myself, the world, and my Creator. If you look at me, you may think that I obeyed Allah's commands all my life. But I assure you, that is not the case. I struggled, like many, to fulfill my obligations. I did not tolerate anyone dictating my life because I believed we live in a world which encourages freedom of choice and liberation. This is a widely misunderstood concept because while we have the freedom to say and do as we please, we are still humans who are limited in our thought and ability and hence, we are prone to making mistakes. Our liberation then comes from the one who is perfect, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We live in a world where doing bad is easier than doing good. A world where being religious doesn't meet the status quo. I once fell into that trap. I made my own choices and made mistakes. I disobeyed Allah's simple command to pray. How I could have been so ungrateful, I still don't know. But I do know that now with every force in my body, I will do everything I can to worship my Lord. Because I owe utmost gratitude to Him for sending me to this world, choosing me to do good, and showing me mercy, even when I wouldn't have mercy on myself. It is not about being individualistic, but rather realizing that we are slaves to Allah and being at peace and alignment with this is where our success lies. Realizing that we are imperfect and He is not will save us from arrogance. Realizing that He is wise while we have fault will allow us to fully understand His majestic nature. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Luqman, Ayah 12 of the Qur'an, Anyone who is ungrateful does so to the profit of his own soul. The sooner we realize this, the sooner we can live a life with true purpose, hence pleasing Allah. Living in gratitude is indeed an excellent way to live. It humbles us and liberates us. It leaves us at the doorstep of the most merciful Lord, who will never let us down. We all have a pivotal moment in our life when we make a choice which remains with us forever. For me, it was the hijab. I actively began praying and wearing proper hijab as I crossed over my teenage years into adulthood. I've never since gone back, and now I understand the importance of obeying Allah's every command. I understand what commitment means. I understand that freedom of choice doesn't come from me because as a human, I am imperfect. I understand what it means to love someone more than yourself, and I am able to make sense of the fact that my hijab is, in fact, my liberation, not a nuisance which I indifferently accepted before. You always talk about religion, so why don't you just wear the hijab? She asked. She was a friend, very honest and straightforward. Her question at the time irritated me because I simply did not know the answer. Have you ever felt this unease when you are doing something wrong and you know in your heart that it is wrong, yet you justify it in every humane way possible? Her question made me uneasy about the fact that I wasn't adorning the hijab as I should have. The fact that I was disobedient to Allah and were I to have died that day or even today, there would be no redemption for me. The discomfort I found in her questions heightened my frustrations. I had that desire, yet the rebel in me was also quite strong. How could I force myself to do what I want? I envied the girls who were hijab because deep down, I knew they were doing something right. I was living a life of denial because I knew I ought to be doing something, and yet I was making every excuse not to. All through high school, I, like many teenagers, yearned to fit into society. I prayed on eight and random days. I knew the bare minimum about what was required of me. But one thing was for sure. I always knew I was doing something wrong. I longed for more. It was as if there was a void in my heart. The hijab always attracted me. I loved fasting. I would secretly make dua to Allah, asking Him to bring me closer to Him. And I wasn't exactly sure why I even wanted that. It was as if there was a void in my heart. The hijab always attracted me. I loved fasting. I would secretly make dua to Allah asking Him to bring me closer to Him and I wasn't exactly sure why I even wanted that. I always felt unease ease when I committed sin. And now, years later, as I reflect on my condition, I recall the words of our beloved Prophet, peace be upon him. On the authority of Wabisa bin Ma'bad, may Allah be pleased with him, who said, I came to the Messenger of Allah, and he said, You have come to ask about righteousness. I said, Yes. He said, Consult your heart. Righteousness is that about which the soul feels at ease, and the heart feels tranquil. And wrongdoing is that which wavers in the soul and causes uneasiness in the breast even though people have repeatedly given their legal opinion. 40 Hadith Nawawi number 27. A good Hadith transmitted from the Musnads of the two Imams, Ahmad bin Hanbal and Darimi, with a good chain of authorities. Pondering on this Hadith, I realize the beauty of our hearts. We feel it in our hearts and core when we do something wrong, so... How could I have been at ease all those years knowing that I was disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? I always told myself that I wanted to fix my inner self, my inner hijab, before adopting the outer hijab, which I realize now was a limitation in my thinking. Working on our inner selves is extremely important. However, we must not forget that the external is also an obligation upon us. How will we answer to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, knowing that we are not fulfilling one of His commands? It may be challenging and anxiety reckoning at times. This we cannot deny. The struggle is real. I have seen it in the eyes of many women. They have cried tears of pain and hurt, unable to face a society that makes it difficult for them. But the struggle can't negate the command. Perhaps it is the struggle that will take us to Jannah. However, the beauty of obeying Allah remains unmatched. The reward that Muslim women will get for obeying Allah is magnificent and we will indeed find out on the day we face Him. If you or someone you know is struggling with this, then encourage them, remind them of Allah's command and His mercy and help. He will not fail them. As women, we must empower and uplift each other so we can help each other against the distress we face thus fulfilling Allah's commands. This is how a community is formed and this is how our Ummah will prosper. I knew that wearing the hijab would come with challenges, but I wanted guidance. I wanted strength. I wanted to obey Allah in every way I could. All praises to Allah that when I was pondering these thoughts, I had beautiful role models around me who motivated me unknowingly, whom I could look up to. I thought of the mothers of the believers, the Prophet's wives, Khadija, Asya, Maryam, Aisha, and his daughter Fatima, may peace be upon all of them, and how they sought to obey Allah's commands despite the trying times they lived in. This became a motivation for me. One windy August evening, during my first year of university, I made a decision. I had my diary out and was writing some words of inspiration, as I often do, to help me relax. As I wrote, I felt a mingled rush of passion and chill. I felt a connection to my core. As I sat there, I thought to myself about what I am doing to fulfill Allah's commands. I like praying, so why don't I pray five times a day? I know wearing a hijab is the right thing to do, so why can't I not muster up the courage to put it on? What's stopping me? I thought about the punishment of hell and what it would be like. What pain would I feel? Would my bones be shattered? Would I scream at the touch of fire? I wondered about how amazing paradise must be, where I can share a space with the prophets, may peace be upon all of them, and have an endless amount of blessings. Everything my heart desires, It was as if hope and fear both grew in my heart rapidly with the same strength. I knew wearing hijab was an obligation on me as a Muslim woman. I also had many people remind and motivate me. I was scared because I knew people would view me differently. My own mother may not understand why I have done so, anxious about how she would answer to society. And my family members may deem me to be extreme, following the rhetoric of those who spurn up hate for Islam. I watched the news so I knew that things weren't getting easier for someone who looked like me but I was trembling with the courage I wanted to bring forth to the world. I consciously made a decision that day to commit to wearing the hijab and abaya for the rest of my life. I saw this as a way for me to get closer to my Lord. I didn't want to go back because I now wanted Allah to be pleased with me. I wanted this choice to strengthen my faith so I can continue leading a life which I will be pleased with when I face Allah. The very next morning, I prayed my Fajr prayer and asked Allah to assist me. I wanted courage to face the world and the courage to answer any questions that would be thrown my way. I grabbed whatever I could find in my closet and walked out. As I walked the street to catch the bus, I had a smile on my face. I think it was this smile that repelled all the haters. I had nothing but kindness thrown at me, and I didn't feel even the least bit scared. Rather, I felt comfortable and confident, untouchable and unbreakable. I knew that this would be the day I will make one of the best decisions of my life. I guess the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I get it. I understand that many of us are brought in cultures that do not encourage obeying Allah. They tease us and dictate our every move. It can become overwhelmingly frustrating. I understand that the pleasures of this world tempt and distract us. We want what we cannot have and work towards that which will only bring us to ruins without even realizing it. In that one moment, I understood that none of it mattered if Allah is displeased. It didn't matter whether I was abiding by the norms of my culture. It did not matter whether or not I got what this world offered and met the status quo. I know this. I fear the fire of Jahannam. And I pray Allah protects us all from it. But if you want to avoid it, then you must make the conscious decision now, at this very moment. Make a decision to pray, to obey Allah to get closer to Him, to follow His commands and become the best Muslim you can ever be. It is only He who can help you with your efforts. Now is the time. Put this book down right now and call out to Him. Pray and ask Him for assistance whatever stage you may be in your life. Fast forward 9 years later, Allah is the only one who is getting me through. That one choice has henceforth influenced every other decision I have made. That one choice has led me to wonderful moments of success and ultimately, I have found peace in my heart knowing that I am doing what I can to obey my Lord's commands. So make a choice today and stick to it. It will change your world forever. Do you want me to feature your book at the Salam Pages Podcast? Then please write me at readmybook at sunaliving.com. If you love my narration, then please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at SalamPages.